it's time for the everyman. Well, real man talk. Let's go. Time to grind. Get inside your mind. Yeah, we working overtime. That's the only way to climb. We gon' make it in our prime. Signing on the dotted line. Cashing checks left and right. That's the way I'm living life. Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Everyman Podcast. Tonight we have a very special episode. We have a live episode, which is the very first one of the Everyman Podcast. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn. So thank you very much for everyone who is listening, following us, and uh, getting involved. So very much appreciate it, and we will hopefully see lots of comments and messages from people as the episode goes on how are we all doing tonight boys everyone all right living the dream mate living the dream i thought i'd get in there before dean cuts us off our job job starters there yeah all good, good, buddy. anyone off all right well there's a first so straight away <laughs> living yeah. up your expectations but yeah mate living the dream yeah god uh had a good weekend obviously boys that are play football you know i was back out there um First bit of action in pre-season, so it was really productive for me. I know Lou and, and Dino Hughes got the chance to play as well. Um, how did you feel after football? Have you, and have you had a good weekend? To be fair, I think you need to just tell all the listeners about your performance because you're smiling. I'm intrigued. That's, I'm intrigued. That, that's, that's actually what you want to do. So look at it. Look at the blinder. Did he have a blinder? Did he? No. Look at the face. He's so happy because I'm calling that out as well. Go on. Tell everyone. Just tell everyone generally how you played and, and what it was like. Well, I mean, I, I hate to boast, but I was very good. I can't lie. Um, and I think I, I think more for me, it was more self-satisfaction that I played well, you know, after my back surgery. Um, but, you know, we've not touched on it all in this podcast. You had um, back surgery? I had back surgery, yeah. Um, two discs <laughs> removed. So, you know, I, I had a great, great game. I was out there 45 minutes. Um, I was very sore the next day. But um, my performance was great, you know, and I think after the week earlier, I had the chance to prove a few people wrong, including our very own Dino. Dino actually came up <laughs> to me after the game and apologised for, for ruling me out, um, uh, which was a nice touch, you know. I appreciate that he he, uh, he thought I was down and out, but, you know, the comeback's always greater than the fall, as they say. So, Dino, do you want to tell everyone how I played and, you know, the apology he gave us after the game? Or... No, I um, played all right, mate. One decent save. Like didn't I didn't have said, much else right. to do. Otherwise, I, I think... All right. That, but put it this way, you are a million times better than the last game you played. Probably more. Probably a billion, trillion times better. Thanks, but no, I appreciate that. Do you know what it is? I thought, I thought obviously, if you're having a year out, basically, of, of not training and playing, I thought, you know, you'd suffer for that. But no, you looked you looked fresh, mate. So, now well done. Um, congrats on the performance. Kick on, mate. Definitely, mate. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And you boys were involved as well, obviously. Um, you know, I've I've known Lou for quite a while. Um, Lou, I mean, how do you feel after <laughs> football? Do you want to just tell the listeners how good I played as well? Do a better job than Dino. Yeah. Is this is this what you're paying me for? Is this the bit that you want this to pay me for? Bit. Yes, this five pounds oh. on its way. Hang on, hang on. Um, Ethan played amazingly well. He is extremely sexy and handsome he is the best looking on the team what does that what was the oh, next word sorry think, um, and he has got and, a massive hog on him 
Okay. Ooh. So yeah, Ethan, we'll move on from that part. No, Ethan played well. Uh, overall, though, yeah, had a really good weekend. It was good to get back on a football pitch. Yeah, how are you, Lou? Actually, you've been especially since the dad bod. You know, I... oh yeah, the dad dad bod. No more football. number nine. No, no more number eight is anymore. Still number eight, but sees, says oh, the guy okay. with his camera off. Oh, who's out rocking the dad? The baldness, the dad bod. Yeah, okay. cheers, mate. Okay. Um, but no, all all good at the moment. Um, yeah, just trying to get back playing a bit more healthier. Uh, I think I played well, so nice to get back into it. Uh, Dean, how are you? Everything all right? I'm not bad, mate. Um, bit stressed with everything going on at work and all that, like. But um, just mm-hmm. keep taking every day as it comes. To be honest. Um, Back, I've just got the all clear from my physio so that I can start training and playing football and running and stuff again. So the the yeah. two stone that I've put on since my wedding can start um, getting shifted because it definitely looks more than um, it, it looks more two than two stone. stone. Wow, seventy eight seventy eight kilo to ninety kilos. But you know, as you know, I only hold my weight in my in my gut, so it's literally only yell me. What about the boobs? And that are skinny. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, mainly the gut though. If I put it on, cut it out when I edit the videos. But uh... yeah, that's, that's true. why I turned my cam off. You need to learn from me, do you? Uh, so yeah. how you do, Joby? Joby as well. I haven't heard much of you lately, mate. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's a bit of a rough time at the moment with uh, some personal stuff going on. But I suppose you want to talk about it. Yeah, do you know what? Not at the moment. No. I mean, okay. I, I can talk about how I feel, certainly. I, d- yeah. I definitely, I'm not shy about like expressing my feelings, especially since starting this pod and stuff. Uh, it's definitely been one of the most stressful times in my life and put a lot of things in perspective. P- perspective? Is that the right? Yeah, that's the right word. Um, it, 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 everyone here knows the situation. And I, I'll basically just say there was a sudden death in a, in a, in a close family member and a very young age and, Basically, it, it shocked my system to the point where I think, like, it can just happen at any time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially yeah. having such a young Ben and stuff like that and being a larger lad, I kind of think I need to start looking after myself more than ever. Um, so, yeah. I, no, I, think, I think you're right with that, mate. We, we've spoke about that quite a bit, haven't we, around yeah. sort of our physical health and how our physical health almost, how it makes us feel about our life and... I think the older we're all getting, it's making us feel or think more about how long we're actually going to be here. Especially when, like, we've we've chatted a little bit around what you you're going through and what so you and your missus are going through. And um, I think it's really hard once something like that happens; it puts everything into perspective. It does. It does. It does indeed. I think. I think the hardest part of it is just like, suppose acceptance. Just knowing, like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of you hold yourself accountable for your own actions in terms of like looking after yourself. Uh, I think that's yeah. kind of the biggest, the biggest thing it's done for me. Just while I, before I forget, um, we've actually got a comment from Neil Neil Hammersmith that says back surgery is never fun. Would you agree with that, Ethan? Uh, yeah, I would say it's not. It's not the the best thing <laughs> I've ever done. I can't lie. Um, it was painful and, you know, I, I was out for a long time. But, you know, one, one well, there was quite a few positives come out of it. I think the biggest positive is the fact that I had so many supportive people around us and so many mm-hmm. brilliant people. Um, you know, everyone in here in this group was messaging us. 
Um, you know, we've got friends and family that really came to the forefront and people I've not even heard for, from for years were willing to come forward and just offer that support. And I think for me, at a time where, you know, you're at a bit of a crossroads, you know, coming up with, well, I'd just been 30 at that time. It was a really refreshing opportunity to, to reconnect with a few people. So every cloud and all that, you know, and uh, like I say, the, the comeback's always great in the fall. So, you know, I'm working yeah. every day to, to be better than the next. Um, I'm going to throw yeah, myself so- under the bus here. My whole life, I thought the saying was every clown has a silver nose. And I don't know why. It was what, sorry? Every clown has, has a silver nose. And I don't know where or why. I explained so much about you. I just did that from. But it was only until I met Beth. And one day I said in the car, I was like, oh, every clown, every clown has a silver nose. And she like looked at it and went, what, you what? And I went, you know, the saying, every, every clown's got, got a silver nose. And she went, you mean every cloud has a silver lining? I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> So yeah, to be fair, you, everyone you, there. Your, your missus is wicked, and I really hope she still has your life for that because you absolutely <laughs> she deserve does. it. She does where she Good. works. Every every single person who she works with now actually says yeah. that as like an actual saying, just to take the yeah. piss out of us. So I'm not going to live that. that one down for the rest of my life. To be fair, no, yeah. I love that. You know, you know. I mean, just um, just before we move on as well, you know, just to touch base, I do want to thank you know my mom um, out of everyone. Uh, I hope she's listening. She's not the best of technology. I've told her we're going live, and she's a massive Joby fan. I think she likes Job more on the podcast than me. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I wouldn't have got through my my back surgery and the aftermath and everything without me, ma'am. She did everything for us. Luckily, she didn't yeah. have to wipe me ass. Um, but uh, she did everything else practically. So you know, I, I owe her a lot for that. And you know, we're really reconnected. So I'll always be grateful to me, ma'am, for that. But um, yeah. you know, some, something else I want to. Up the, up the Ange. Up the Ange. Go on. Up the Just something I want to touch on with Joby. Joby mentioned there, just going back to your scenario, I know it's it's not ideal and you, you don't want to talk about it, that's fine in a sense. But I think the fact that you're acknowledging it is something that maybe you wouldn't have done previously, which shows massive progress for you as a person and the fact that this is what the podcast wants to get across. It's okay yeah. if you don't want to talk, if you don't want to express every emotion because you don't want to maybe let that side out just yet but the fact that you're willing to acknowledge that you're in a difficult situation you, you're opening up to your feelings you know to mm-hmm. us it, it shows real progress and i hope people who maybe have issues like this outside the podcast can relate to you joe because i think it's really brave what you do mate i mean i take my hat off to you as we do every episode we take verbal yeah, lewis Vine's hat off yeah, yeah. you mean proverbial that's what you meant that's, to say what did i say proverbial <laughs> Perverted hat or something. Something like that. No, to be fair, I think if one thing it's taught us doing this podcast is just like, even if you don't aren't ready to speak about a scenario, you can certainly speak about how it's making you feel. Yeah, Um, and that's the same as kind of exactly the scenario I'm in at the moment. I may may not be ready to speak about what's happened, um, but I certainly like. I've learned not to shy away from your emotions and, and letting, especially with friends like you guys, just know how I'm feeling. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, in a way, a nice release. Um, so I think I, I, everyone should do it, really. I mean, if anyone ever struggles doing it, which I kind of think is one of our topics, really, today that we want to discuss is like men struggling to actually sort of speak about their emotions. So it kind of leads lovely yeah. onto that segue a little bit. Um, yeah. I but I know. Right. 
I know in the past, me personally, I can speak from personal experience. I've definitely held things in, held things back. And in the long run, it actually just makes you feel 10 times worse. So it would just mm-hmm. be great to hear your guys' personal experiences from that, Lou. Yeah, I think if we're going to tell the listeners what we are actually speaking about tonight, the first thing was we wanted to get across to all previous um, guests where we've had, I think, around 18, 19 guests today. Apologies for the, and even our listeners, we, we massive apologies for the delay in some of our posts. Not to go into it too much because there's a legal part around it, but we had a little bit of a dispute with a sponsor, which then meant we were unable to, to post at the the rate and the speed that we actually wanted to do. So, um, yeah, apologies for that, but that is all resolved. And as you can see, we don't have a sponsor. So it, it, went, it got resolved in the way that maybe we didn't want it to get resolved, but... That is what it is. Not yet, but I'm hoping yeah. Manscaped see this because I have a new girlfriend and I could yeah. do with the Lawnmower 4.0 if Manscaped all watching and want to sponsor our podcast. Wait a second. Let's not skip past this. What What was this about, Ethan and True Love? What? Yes, it is finally hang happening. Hang on, hang on. Joe jo went on the girlfriend. I was on about what's this, what's this Lawnmower 4.0? <laughs> oh, have yeah, you never lawn... had the 4.0 before? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, the best oh my God, to protect your balls, Lou. So you don't yeah. nip them? So you don't yeah. nip them? I don't nip them. I don't nip my balls. What's I kind of nick them, so nick. I always nick them. Oh, no. oh nick. 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 Um, yeah, the Lawnmower 4.0, the revolutionary uh, hedge trimmer for all your men out there with the complimentary ball deodorant. You know, Manscaped, yeah. if you are watching and want to sponsor us, we can do them all day, every day for you boys. Yeah. So the first point was to speak to previous guests, and obviously I will update them when their episodes are going live. We've had a, we've had three drop over the last sort of week, Dean. Is that right? Yeah, um, two on with... two on YouTube. Um, we've got YouTube ones coming out Monday and Thursday for the foreseeable until mid September, um, cool. and then we're a little bit behind on the YouTube compared to the podcasts. But they're going yeah. out week, weekly as as they are as well on a Monday, so should sort of catch up by Septemberish time. Cool, fantastic. Uh, so that's that part. We can move past the housekeeping. Moving forward, we'll get regular uh, episodes dropping. We'll try and do a live at least sort of once a month because I think this is really great to actually have the conversation live where, without people having to go and find us on Spotify and all the other places, Apple Music, Apple Pods, that sort of stuff. Um, so tonight's topic. For all of our listeners and for you guys who may or may not know what we're actually talking about tonight, is um, essentially why do men, and we'll, we'll talk about our own experiences here, why do we find it hard to talk about our issues? Um, Joe, we, we've kind of touched on you and your current situation, so but we'll move past that because I don't think that's necessarily the most fair thing to do when you, <laughs> you don't want to talk about it. Yeah, um, that's fair. But so w- when I think of this podcast, right? And as a group of mates, we've all opened up on various, probably, if we're really honest, shit times in our lives where we've struggled or times that we regret or times that have been really challenging for us to the point that has maybe altered some of our actions and maybe we're not proud of some of the things we did or the way we treat people or the things we said. Um, and I think a lot of that is because we struggled in the moment to deal with the things that were impacting us negatively. And by reaching out, that probably would have set us up to maybe not have the the huge sort of falls that we did. Um, 
Ethan, I'm going to go to you first. So no pressure here, mate. But I have to. I'm going in order of good looking, so you'll take that one if I throw a compliment in there. Um, why do you struggle to open up about how you're feeling and if you're struggling with something? And and truly be honest, not just say, ah, oh, I might be struggling, but actually be honest with what the, the situation is. Yeah, Lou, I appreciate that. Um, you know, I That's the good looking handsome. comment you mean. Yeah, yeah. I am handsome, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, no, no offense, boys, but it's not not hard to be top of the good looking list that you saw you us for. Um, sorry, okay, uh, now nah, nah, I've got the wooden spoon. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> it's all right, but um, you know, personally, it depends for me. It's subsequential, if that's the word, subsequential. Um, probably just not. Just go with it, mate. but yeah, and just go with it. So you know, I've got certain people I can open up to, and there's certain people I can be vulnerable to, and that's a very small circle. Um, you know, and as a friendship wise, I'm lucky to have so many great friends, so many great acquaintances, you know, throughout the years. But really being vulnerable is something where you're wanting someone else to accept you for not only being the funny thing, you know, go out drinking anything, you know, um having a laugh, getting naked and joking, jumping around in football change rooms, anything, but being vulnerable in a sense of will they accept you as warts and all? So will your friends accept you for the down days the bad days the days when you are a bit of an emotional mess and things like that and I think for me that question is something where it really affects my mindset so I don't tend to open up as much you know yeah. I, I touch I touch quite a lot I've got a couple of really close pals Rob and Ryan Um, I would even consider Matty in there you know people I can truly open up to and be myself to and, and sort of say look I, I am having a bad day um, and they will get you out of it. They'll drag you out of it by your bootstraps, and I'm lucky to have that. But I think it's definitely a case of, can I be vulnerable? Can I open up? And will these people accept me? You know, because I'm far from perfect, and that's from a friendship group. As a relationship group, it's slightly different, like in a relationship like with women. You know, I've, I've made it clear in the past, you know, I'm, I'm on here because I want people to talk, not just men, but women as well. And I've, I've you know, been horrible to lads, lasses, you know, I've I've had really horrible times where I've struggled to deal with my emotions and I've took it out on people that are closest to me. You know, ex-girlfriends where I've struggled to put my emotions and in, into words and it, it's come out in negative manners. Because I think in a relationship sense with the with a female, it's a, it's the same scenario, but it's almost flipping on its head because you want to be vulnerable. It's not like you don't want to be be vulnerable but you're scared that they, they'll then push you away. And that yeah. was for me, and I would bottle things up, you know, with with my ex, we would, you know, we I would have so many positive things, we would do so many great things, but then the negatives I would bottle up, bottle up, because I didn't want to let her in that side of me. And then, you know, I'd be drunk or, you know, I'd, I'd bottle it up to the point where you'd explode and you would sort mm -hmm. of vent and rant and, and be not who you should be. And I think for me, it, it's a case of, are you willing to be vulnerable to this person and will this will this vulnerability impact your relationship? But will this person accept you for your weaknesses as well as your strengths? And mm -hmm. for me, I think that's the hardest thing because, you know, for, it's quite common knowledge, but my dad wasn't around, you know, he rejected us at a young age. Uh, my mom and the family I've got are fantastic, but, you know, early rejection is something that plays a long, long part of it. And, even to an extent, I don't even open up as much to me mom 
obviously we've grown a lot closer since we back, but again, I'm very cautious how I'm open up to her and be open up to her because, you know, I don't want to put stuff on her and same with family. So, so for me, that, that sums it up, you know, it's, it's a long answer to a short question, but that, that would be my stance on things. And I am sorry to everyone that I have been, I've bottled up and, you know, of, of being, you know, rude to, abusive to, um, offensive to, things like that, because it, I never meant any of it. You know, it's just one of those things I am scared to be vulnerable with people and I'm sort of scared to, to be abandoned sort of thing. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you don't mind us asking, Ethan, and you don't have to answer if you don't want to, as far as, like, not having that, like, father figure from an early time in, in terms of, like, being rejected at stuff do you think that's affected you to, in the mindset of like do you know like that old school mentality of met you need to be the man if that makes sense in, in the, the household do you think that's a, yeah like, had an effect yeah i would definitely say so um joby i think so you know growing up you know it was me me mom and i had a great support network you know me me nana me granda me auntie my uncle people like that who were fantastic but you know, when your mom's working so many hours, running her own business, being a su- successful businesswoman, you know, you have to, fe- you do fend for yourself at times. And having a dad, uh, really good because I maybe wouldn't have had to fend for myself. Now, that's not to say my mom left us, you know, I, like I say, I was in a great support network, but maybe having a dad who picks you up from school or maybe takes you to football, you know, or takes you to the gym at a young age, you know, I see. So many people have so many great father figures in their life. You know, my mate Lewis, his his dad Mick, is is a massive. You know, he's he's a, he is like the perfect dad. You know, he's yeah, fun, he's, he's bubbly. He'll take you out for a beer. You'll watch a football with you. You say the word. You're what you say. He'll have a conversation with you, and he'll react to what you say. It's not just a yes, yes, yes. He's not a yes man, and he's he's a top guy. And, People like that, you know, my Uncle John, you know, my Uncle Keith, my granddad, people like that were great male influences throughout my life. But having that father around would have probably been a lot better, you know, would have maybe tried harder at football, would have made friends more, would have not been such a big lad because I may be overeaten. You know, I remember when I was younger, my mum would be at work and, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd like secret eat and then she'd get home and she'd be like, have you ate? And I'd be like, no one would get food again, you know. And I don't know if that was a comfort thing or, or what, you know, but it has affected us along the way. I didn't think it had until recently. And, um, you know, I'm, I've I've given up on the relationship with my dad now, but I think it definitely has affected us. And I would always mm-hmm. tell myself it, it didn't. Like, I'd always say, oh, I'm not bothered if he doesn't show up again. Like, if he doesn't come pick us up, you know, when he says he would, he would just not show up most of the time. Um, yeah. And it, it I used to say it didn't bother us, but it did. And, that's had a massive impact on how I how I react probably with women as well. You know, I didn't have that father figure that sort of shows how to to be correct with a with a woman and things like that. Like I like I say, I've had so many great people. My mom was great with that, you know, my grander and things like that. But I think having that male bond and having that person as like a male guide as well as a female guide, you know, I think you if you can have both, you you're sort of winning. And I'm not taking mm-hmm. anything away from single parents because they do a fantastic job. But I just always, you know, I, I do think it was a massive factor in my, my growing up and the, the problems, some of the, pro- not all of the problems, I just think some of the problems, you know, especially mm-hmm. building relationships. Mm. 
So with that, do you? F- so I think the question was around why you don't talk, and so you say it affected your ability to to build relationships. And please feel free to be as direct as I'm about to be here. Do you feel like you struggle to tell the truth at times about how you're feeling? because you don't trust your relationship, the strength of your relationships with people potentially, because you don't know what the relationship is, or you don't trust that they're going to be there in the long term, because maybe you didn't have that stability growing up. I, I think I could probably um, sympathize with that from my experience too. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've hit on the head, Lou. I know obviously we've had some lesson of yours um, in that yeah. aspect. I'm not going to tell your story for you, because obviously you're you'll no doubt have the opportunity to say it, but um, I think it's definitely something that impacted us, especially um, in relationships. You know, I didn't really have, I've not really had many girlfriends and the girlfriends I've had, I've sort of struggled to open up with. And on a, fran- on a friend's aspect, you know, I've always had amazing friends, but they're like party friends or we'll get a takeaway friend or things like that. I think finding friends who you can open up with and like I say, be vulnerable and a partner you can be vulnerable to, is something I've really struggled with for 30 years. You know, I don't I think I am very scared to to open up and knock those walls down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because you don't know what the outcome is. And I think the worst thing it could be is someone could reject you for you being vulnerable. You know, when yeah. you're, you're literally at, at your weakest and you're you're most vulnerable if someone rejects you, I think it's it it's tough, you know. So yeah, I definitely agree with that, mate. Yeah. I think you've touched on some really interesting points there. And I think a lot of what you've said resonates as again, we can talk about it, but with, with them sort of my own experience too. So thanks for sharing that. that, Your experience, Lou, if you don't mind us putting in there. I know, I know he said he doesn't want to tell your story for you, but I mean, how do you feel about telling your story? Yeah, I think mine's slightly different to why I don't talk versus Ethan. I think maybe some of what he said, um, some of what Ethan said does resonate into where I am in my life. And I'm trying to do a lot of work probably through starting this podcast to understand myself a little bit better and how I am the person that I am and why I've done the things that I've done. But I think the reason I don't talk is there's all like, I feel like I always put a front on of like, I'm really cool and I'm, I'm not, but I'm, like I'm really likable I'm always happy I'm really positive because I feel like that's the way that then people would naturally warm to you that so there's a story again having been to counseling and stuff before and a big thing for me and it's probably that relationship part that Ethan touched upon so I went to loads of schools growing up my my dad was in the military um and I went to loads of schools growing up and I always remember being the new boy or the new person fairly regularly in school. Um, I think, I don't know, like eight schools, 10 schools or whatever it is. And um, when you're the new person in, in a school, you can't go there and be super vulnerable because then you won't win fr- win friends. You won't attract friends. You can't go there and admit on that day one, I'm really nervous or I'm really scared or I actually have no friends because actually who wants to be friends with that person. So growing up, I perfected this perception or that this front of, no, I'm really happy. I'm positive. Everyone will like me. Like I'm really chatty. I'll take the mick out of everyone. I'll have banter. Like you can rip me. Like I'm really jovial. I'm like a bit of a 
lads lad in the sense of like I'll talk about football and all that sort of stuff um and I think uh, we've talked about it before and in, in sort of over the last few years I, I have had times of really struggling and the real struggle has been probably because I've never really looked within my own feelings to be honest with myself of how I actually feel because I didn't want other people to maybe as Ethan said reject me because I had to be this really happy, positive guy. Because And then I was fearful if I wasn't that happy, positive guy, then people wouldn't want to be my friend, maybe. And that's like at a subconscious level. I haven't consciously woke up and thought, oh, I have to be that person, otherwise people won't like me. Um, and as I've started to share, and even on this podcast, by doing it, one, I found out who my real friends genuinely are. Um, and obviously, I count you boys massively in that, which is great. Um, and I've realized in my life, what is important, probably what isn't and who is and who isn't. And the, the decisions that I make, um, there's, there's something around, um, don't set yourself, your future self up for shit, basically. So all the decisions you make today affect you tomorrow, the next day, the next day. So I've tried to think a lot more like that. And they're the lessons that I've tried to learn from the podcast. And a lot of that has been trying to be a more genuine version of myself so don't try and be this fake positive guy but just be the genuine have good days have bad days person and then your real friends will stick around from that um so yeah i I think a lot of the reason for me to answer the question really simply is probably that fear of rejection like ethan said and never wanting to appear vulnerable to other people in case maybe that sign of weakness, people would exploit it or use it as an opportunity to, I don't know, as I say, exploit or take advantage. I have to uh, jump in there because, you know, Lou, like you said, you know, you, you didn't want to sort of be in that aspect of being rejected and you were quite yeah. a confident guy. I mean, my first <laughs> recollections of, of Vindy back in the day was, you know, this, this I hate this, this is going to pay me to say it, with this cool kid, you know, he, was, he had an accent, you know, he had a big, he had a big house. I was cool. I was, was cool. He, he was flash, you know, he wore nice clothes. No, he was a prick. You know, he, a he, prick. Drove, he drove a nice car, you know, and, and that, that Lou was, was, was fun Lou. That was class Lou. You know, you would go out and spend X amount. I'm not sure if your partner's listening to this, so I'm not going to say it, but that was before, long before her, but you would go out and spend X amount on vodka for the boys, you know, and, you would have money that probably we didn't have at that age. Um, so, you know, young Lou was cool and he was, that fucking hurt my heart, but young Lou was cool. But, you know, I wouldn't, I would not trade young Lou for Lewis now because you are such a grounded person now. And the fact that you're willing to talk about this and talk about, come on here and talk about your feelings and past experiences, yeah. you know, and there's a lot we can peel back. Like, like Shrek said, the onion, you go through over the course of the next couple of episodes, but you know, I would not trade Lewis now for Lewis then, no matter how mm-hmm. cool anyone thinks you were <laughs> or the money or the car thing like that. You know, I think you know you've really come into yourself, mate, and you're you're an absolute credit to yourself there. Um Thanks, on that side of things. And I mean you must you must maybe open up more. I mean, I know you don't probably want to talk about this, but obviously you've got a partner, you've got a you've got a, a, a child, a very young child. Um, so yeah. if you don't want to go into too much, but how did your relationship with your partner, how did you open up and maybe let her in where other people didn't, wouldn't get in? Sorry, you wouldn't let other people in, if you don't want me asking. 
if you want me to be really honest, I, I haven't until very recently. Yeah. That, yeah, that's yeah. being extremely honest. Like, like as in, that's still something we are working through as me being honest. So you reflect upon the the Lewis at, what were you, 18, 19 or something when I moved up to Newcastle? And um, that person was... That that person was what I described when I first went into a classroom at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. When I was in school, meeting new kids for the first time and being good at sport. So I would, as soon as I went to a new school, I wanted because I was quite good at football when I was younger. I would go and play football, and then people like me because they'll think, "Oh, he's good at football," so I want him to join my football team. And then straight away I had a team of friends. Um, but us going on nights out again, just because I had a little bit more money than an 18 year old normally would when we went on nights out was, Oh, well I'll buy the drinks. Cause then you'll be my friends. And I, and I spoke about this on a previous episode that that's hurt me today because I built, and it's not that our friends group, Ethan aren't people that I don't really care about. Cause I do, but I, I never, I didn't really build a relationship with a lot of them beyond the nights out where then I didn't have that support net. There's only, well, to this day now of that friend's group, it's only really you that I speak to. But if I see any of the other 15, 20 lads, we'll have a good joke on and carry on. But it's I, I don't feel like we ever went past that moment of like really understanding each other beyond a level because I was always putting a front. They might have tried, but I never really lowered that my front of trying to be cool, as you say. Cool and I look back at that person, but I look back at that person and think, what a prick. I'm going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I, I wasted so much of my life and time on things and people that weren't important versus people yeah. that I should have been putting my time into. Um, and the Harriet one, th- there's a lot of work, mate, because it's a lot of self work for me to understand myself, my values, ref- like take a step back to take a couple of forward at the moment. No, I appreciate that, Lou. Thank you for opening up. Um, you know, it's it, it's give or you know give or not give as much as you want on that aspect. I mean, before I'd we ask Toby, and, well, not something that we're not allowed to mention. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to say. Um, but, he uh, mentioned it. Ask, you did mention it earlier. He half went there. Half went there. I'm also going to put in there quickly, Ethan. When you started saying like, oh. Old Lewis was so cool. Old Lewis was so attractive. Had so much money. I'm thinking he's going the wrong way. Is he saying Lou knew Lou is like ugly? Has no money. <laughs> yeah, fat, cool. bald, nice skin. Whoa! Mine, Lewis was mine, such a nice guy. Like what the... mine. I'm gonna say I never. I can't remember seeing attractive. So Job, I think you're putting fantasies in your that. head there. He's a good looking. I definitely a good looking. I mean, he's good looking, but not attractive. You know what I mean. He had hair. That, he did have hair. I've got some good photos of Lou on my phone. Yeah. Lots of good times, mate. Bring them up, Joby. Um, <laughs> bring them up. Uh, oh, Gina, I forgot you on this podcast. Jesus. Yeah, I was just thinking 35 uh, oh, minutes Gina. and I've not said a word. <laughs> um, and everyone, welcome to Dean for joining the podcast. Yeah, yeah thanks, lads. Better late than never. Better late than ever. Um, before we ask the two chaps about their specific, you know, what we've just mentioned there, just touching on partners, I know obviously Joby, you've got a partner, Dean, you've got a partner. Not obviously same as Lou, you don't have to go into it too much. Being sort of vulnerable with your partner or maybe letting them in where other people aren't, 
how have you found that? Is is that something you know, Job? I mean, would you like to start and and, and tell us a little bit more? Yeah, to be fair, I'm in quite a, an opposite position to Lou, in, in in and I mean in the sense of like my current partner Beth, she's like probably the biggest support network I have. Um, I can't really fault her on that front. I mean, sometimes she'll like even be that bit of a person who kind of like punches it out of you. Do you know, what I mean? not literally. Obviously, I'm not talking about like <laughs> that kind of punch, but I just mean like. She knows, she can kind of tell she has like a sixth sense, if that makes sense. She, she almost can kind of gauge when I'm not feeling well. I, I mean, the lads in here know I suffer really badly with like anxiety attacks and stuff like that. And sometimes I will just pretend not to have them. And I'll just say, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. And she'll be like, no, Chris, I can tell you haven't you're having an attack. And I'm like, damn, can't really hide much from her. So... I am looking in the sense of like even from the start of the relationship, well, I was I was very open and honest about like I would say within the first couple of months, obviously she noticed I was having attacks quite a lot, and she was kind of like really supportive by saying like, look, you should probably go and see someone because at that time I'd kind of like taken a step back from CBTs and stuff like that. So she was really sort of the key to pushing us back towards therapy and stuff. So I cannot really fault from the part of perspective, I mean, in the past, I can say I've definitely had a front and my, my situation is kind of similar, similar to Lewis's. I've always wanted to be like the, the funny guy. Like if that makes sense, the, like the joker who do anything daft, like just for a laugh. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's kind of helped me back a lot with particularly friends being able to sort of say like, you know, I'm struggling or I'm not doing very well and stuff like that. It's because, I never really wanted to not be just the fun one to hang around with. So I kind of resonate a lot with what Lou was saying in that sense. So I, I definitely had a lot of experience in the past of not speaking up that probably have added to how I am today with my anxiety. It's probably something that I, should, I wish I had like an output like this earlier. Um, it certainly would have, in my opinion, helped to have kind of that output but I suppose that's one of the and I know I keep saying it on every episode I'm on basically but it's one of, one of the main reasons I want to be on this pod is to I mean if one person has like hears this and kind of says you know what I actually need to do a bit more speaking to my close family and friends or just not being afraid to speak up if it just helps one person that maybe was in my scenario five years ago then I, I honestly think that's enough for me like that's that's the only affirmation I need. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I, I know you've just got recently married. Uh, how how are you finding married married life? By the way, any different to non married life? Or nah, it's it's been the same because obviously, as any other previous listeners will know that um, I've yeah, actually been married, married for yeah. yeah three. Well, it was three third third year anniversary on the tenth of July. Um, so <clears throat> the wedding was just like. The second time, then we got married. We had another know, wedding. It was, like the, it was the, the, the the official one, wasn't it? Because the other one was just like a, a civil cer- ceremony. Yeah, that's, that's, oh, that's the thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I've just yeah, that is the most jarring thing ever. <laughs> but uh, no, I like. I mean, from when I when I did get married three years ago, um, <laughs> I was <laughs> no deal. The only one that's important is the one I attended, right? right. Okay. D- D- Dean actually can't remember not being married now. Like that's that's how long ago it was. Well, I mean, ah, to be honest, like I don't get the whole being nervous on your wedding day and like all that sort of stuff because me and Azusa were living together 
before we got married, we signed a piece of paper and we just we carried on as normal. Like I think, tell a lie. I think actually the wedding actually probably did bring us a little bit closer. It it probably like reignited a little bit more love for each other. Um, it meant you had to spend more to time that. with her and less at football. That's what yeah, it meant. Well, well, that hasn't gone. In, that should be careful, cause, but that hasn't gone into practice yet. But that was officially yeah. the, uh, the the rule the before. Uh, yeah, so please, please don't tell her. Um, yeah. But no, I it, it it's good. Like I say, um, you know, coming to like the the original question that we were asking before about why we find it hard to open up. I think I personally find it hard because I don't even open up to myself to tell myself how I'm feeling. Like anything that I sort of before this podcast, before anything before that I sort of worry about, I just put it in the back of my head as if like as if it hasn't even happened. I don't think about it until it's too late. It comes back and it bites us on the arse every single yeah. time. Um, so yeah. I think, you know, that's one of them where I probably need... It's finding the balance for me because I don't want to worry about things that are kind of change. But also the things that, if I worry about them, maybe I can't I can't change them, if, if that makes sense. You know, the, mm-hmm. I can't, like me job, for example, I'll just put it off that it's annoying us and how I'm feeling about it for longer and longer and longer and longer. And then eventually I might look to get another job and then it might all work out, but it's making that it's admitting to myself that I feel this way early enough to, to do something about it. So what tends to happen with me and Azusa is I'm not really anything I'm worried about. I won't, I won't mention as soon as I worry about it, I think, don't worry about that and then just forget about it and then it crops back up and back up and then I think what will happen is over time I'll I'll be snappy or something like that and we'll have like a bit of an argument and then when I have an when we have arguments me and my whole family my mom my sister will get dead defensive straight away we'll say we'll say a horrible we'll say a horrible thing but two seconds later again forget forget about it and we're sort of um cool down straight away and think oh shouldn't have said that and that's when I sort of reflect on why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Um, and it gives us that chance to sort of realise, like, oh, I'm only doing this. I'm only arguing with Azusa because I'm unhappy with such and such. And then it's always, like, I find it's probably not the best for her, but I find after we've had an argument, that's when I'm reflecting why I felt that way. And it sort of gives me a bit of a bit of perspective. But what one of the main things I, I love about this podcast is... Um, everyone knows if they listen to any episodes, I just sit there and I just listen and I'm just listening to the podcast because I'm taking it all in. And and some of the stuff that you've said here has resonated. And, and like, you might not know this blue, but I also went, I went to like 13 schools when I was growing up and I was exactly the same. As no, no, but it, it's not, but <laughs> what, you, what, you, what you said was, it was, it was completely right. When you go to that new yeah. school, you put on that front, you're trying, yeah. I was always the similar you, the, the class clown, the naughty kid that would do yeah. stupid stuff that you shouldn't do at school, you know? Um, but listening to what you were saying, Lou, would actually give me a chance to sort of reflect um, and realise that that that's probably a little bit about why the way I am myself, you know? Um, but I think, yeah, I think first of all, you've just got to admit to yourself how you're feeling. And then once you've done that, you, you can sort of open up um, to, to your friends and family, you know? And how have you found that? So you have, you and Ethan have probably 
to me, because you might think I've opened up a lot, but I think you guys have opened up with the two most powerful things. Ethan, when, well, you've opened up on quite a few, but the most powerful moment that I've had on this podcast from anyone has been from you, Dean, when you talked about, obviously, with when you were at your grandma's and that situation, which was, honestly, mate, I think we all sat there, tears about to go, mm. um, which was just horrible. Uh, what a horrible experience for you. How have you found us creating this, this opportunity for us to actually have the conversations? Has that changed your life in any way? No, it has. I'm getting better. Um, what's interesting about that one is if you go back and listen, it was it's only just gone on YouTube the other day. It was episode seven. It's the grief, um, the grief preacher, grief preach. yeah. Jamie Denya. Unbelievable episode. I, I yeah. listened back to that one myself. Really, yeah. really good. But when I was listening, and at the time, I remember that because I don't think about things like that, as I was telling the story, I completely forgot about everything that happened, like, you know, because I just straight the back of my head and don't think about it, you know. So it, it talking about it at that time, though, and the, the advice that I got from Jamie actually really did help me. But if it was something, it, it would have been something that I probably could have went through my entire life without even thinking about it again, um, like that scenario. But doing that, it, opened my eyes, give us a bit of perspective, especially some of the advice that he he gave me as well at the time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it, it it has, it's one of them, I'm getting better. I, I find that, like after all, most of the episodes, I'm sitting thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say here. I don't know if I can open up about this or that. And then as soon as I start talking and I, st- I start opening up, I feel a lot better about it. And it almost mm-hmm. takes a little bit of weight off your shoulders, don't you? You feel like a little feel a lot like I even now just talking like this like I feel a lot better and a lot brighter about everything you know yeah yeah no I get that Dean and I, I think you know I think that was our first big act of bravery on this podcast I think that was the Dean you were the first person to really put the foot forward and say this is why I'm here to talk about uh, this is why mm-hmm. I'm here this is what I want to talk about it's okay to talk about this scenario to talk about how I'm feeling, you know, and you really let us and the listeners in, you know, and, and yeah. I resonated quite a bit, you know, obviously my grandpa pa- passed not long before we had that chat and your bravery really helped me sort of open up with my mom, my grandma, you know, probably conversations you don't want to talk about and you want to put off. So I think not only is it, did it help Dino that, that horrific story coming out and being able to talk and opening up, the fact that I've learned from Dino and I hope that also that people who are listening to the podcast can also learn that, it, you know, you can open up and, and still have that sort of respect for yourself and get respect from others and learn from others, despite it being such a tough subject and something that people probably wouldn't talk about. So, you know, mass respect to you for that, Dean. You know, real credit to you, mate. I know, yeah, I appreciate it. 100%. Joe, just before you go, because we know you've got to jump off very soon... Um, daddy duties do away. Um, can I just say something as well? Yeah, of course you can, mate. I like how Job was saying earlier that partner's <laughs> the most supportive person in the world. Yet he told us before <laughs> we start recording no, that he had to be off by a certain time, it. otherwise, he's going to get in the doghouse. So, you know, I want to know which, which partner it is tonight because she's not, you know, oh, well, great. So, I'm, I'm gonna have a fun night tonight. Um, I'm just gonna tag Beth. In, She's already watching, so it takes to forty-seven minutes. Amazing, Beth. Well you should have heard what you said about you before the live no. show. Honestly. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 
you know I have the power to remove people from this live stream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, but do you know just a little bit on what, before we start on the, what Lou was going to go on to? Just a little bit about what Ethan was saying there. I think from my perspective, it's one of those things where when we're talking about like people struggling to talk about it, and a lot of us have all said at the same time that all of us kind of didn't want to be perceived as like troubled or having these issues or being sad or whatever because we'll worry about what other people might think of us but the truth is when you do speak about those things to, to people like when you said that to me and I don't know how the other two lads felt but if anything I felt sort of more of a, a level of respect for you for, for opening up about that mm. and kind of like in a way give me a bit of a perspective on what I should talk about and how I should like not be afraid so Oh God, Beth just commented saying yeah, I did. <laughs> I was upstairs. Thanks, Ethan, for that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it definitely it definitely helped me. So it's kind of like, in a way, we are our own worst enemies because mm. we worry about, oh, how is this going to make us be perceived to our friends? But really, it it actually one makes them kind of think, you know, what we're closer than than I thought in a way, and also mm, secondly, yeah. it kind of helps them to sort of realize that it is okay to, to talk so yeah yeah no i really appreciate that but lou you were going to say something i was going to say how has it impacted you so I, i've known you i think it's what five years the other week wasn't it i think there was a yeah no we worked together for five years or just something. gone yeah um and i've seen you go through various ups and downs with your own sort of mental health physical health and I, to be fair, I've gone through things too, but I am not anywhere near as open as you. So yeah. while you were struggling, I, I'd like to think I was there and we had lots of chats about how you are and how you're getting on and if there's anything I can do to help. So how has this podcast helped you with some of the things that you might have been struggling with before? Has it given you another outlet to sort of live a slightly different life than you were previously? Yeah. No, it definitely has. I mean, actually, f funny enough, the, the biggest output for me for this podcast is actually not to do with myself. It's to do with others. I didn't hit the nail on the head a little bit, Lou. Like, we've known each other for five years, and I've always been very good at telling you how I am, if that yeah. makes sense. But looking back at our five years, how many times have I investigated a little bit more? Because I'm very guilty of the person who can say, Oh, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, no worries. Like, do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, very, yeah. very guilty of that. So yeah. I'd say the biggest sort of like thing this podcast has done for my own mental health is just being able to sort of support other people a bit bit more in the sense of not just taking sort of like, I don't want to say taking people's first words Answers as, face as value. true. Yeah, yeah. Cheers for that. That's a much better way of putting it. Um, but yeah, just, just being able to sort of delve deeper into my into my friends emotions and that in a way kind of also helps us as well because i feel like when we do speak about these things you kind of grow a closer bond as well and I, I know like from this podcast especially us four and the other the other lads involved in this certainly like from the start of this podcast to the end i know if i wanted to i could just message dino and say dino i'm really struggling at the moment or ethan i'm really struggling at the moment prior to the podcast could i have done that no do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. 
it, it, it has definitely helped us, but my key factor from doing this so far has been just trying to be a better person towards my close family and friends. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I think that's a really good point. Have any of you guys felt that, Ethan Dean? I don't know um, if I'm at the point where... Sorry, Ethan, I've just done what we said everyone. But I don't know if I'm like... I don't know, like... I feel like I don't... Hmm. I don't know if I would burden someone with that. I still I still feel like, for me, I'm not there yet. It's somewhere where I'm, I'm getting a lot closer, but... And, you know, I do encourage everyone to, to speak up 100%. It's just something for, for me, like... I, I sometimes worry that people can't be bothered with me. You know, if I said, oh, I'm feeling really down, want to go for a coffee, and, like, mm-hmm. you're with your family, you've got plans, and then now you're in a predicament where you have to either give up time with your family or come to me. So I would try not to be that burden on someone. Um, mm-hmm. It's... it's 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 hard because you you do need to open up and these conversations really do help me, but that's something that I, I would I personally struggle with. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm the same. Um, you know, I'll chat your your lug off about football or you know, Lewis, Dean, do I'll I'll chat you about am I starting on Sunday? Am I getting minutes, you know? Um am I gonna play this season, you know, what colour football kits do I wear? Go what about these new boots? Things like that. you know. I'll 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 check your lugs off, and I'll I'll have a conversation, you know, with anyone about anything. But I think, like Dean said, I think it it's tough because really a lot of the time people have got their own issues. It's not as much for me personally thinking, oh, you're with your family because no offense, I'll text Vines. I don't care if he's with his missus and daughter. I want to know if I'm playing on Sunday. You know what I mean? I definitely have a son as well, not a daughter. <laughs> Uh, it's wishful thinking that's a Joby that's a Joby moment which you've definitely met as well how long have you been married 43 years I know I've met his son as well which is even worse Um, you know but at the end of the day um, it's hard to process because you know a good friend of mine said once you know sometimes people don't really want to hear it they've got their own shit on um, I don't. Am I allowed to swear? Is a watershed on TV allowed to swear? Yeah, live no watershed. Yeah. And I think your friend was just. I think your friend was just Dean who literally just said that. To be fair. Yeah, I think so probably. But I think people like, no, like I've been in real life. Like people don't want to hear it. You know, people don't. So most people don't want to hear it. And I think that's what family's for. Family is really. You know, you've all seen the Fast and Furious films, but that's really what you want a family to be. You know, someone to be there for you all the time by your side. As cliche and corny as it is, you want people to be there, you know. And and luckily for me, I've got my mom's really been there, you know. I've mentioned before, my, you know, my granddad, everyone like that. But I can't burden them with some of my feelings, with my emotions, because I think the older generation. Now, this is going to sound harsh. I think the older generation will struggle to process some of the stuff that maybe I'm going through because of not being through it themselves. You know, back in my granddad's day, you know, did they have? similar issues that I've got today. You know, my granddad's a bigger guy, so he might relate on the weight aspect, but, you know, mental health and things like that, it wasn't necessarily probably a tool back then where the people can learn to process and help you with your thoughts. Same with me, man, to a degree. I think yeah. you, I, I do appreciate where you're going then. I'm sorry to jump in. But yeah, they did. 
course they did. But it's it's people think... dealing with it's people dealing. Mental health is not new today. It's not. I, it's I, not. But it's not 60, 70 year old though. Really, is it? De- depre- about... Depression. Depression is depression is how you how you feel. It it's it's not a um like it's not invented come the year two thousand. Do you know what I mean? Like no, no, they, no, just not, because but... they don't self reflect on how they felt yeah, back then. That's what or, it is. The, the difference is now it's we're having these conversations, so people are more aware of how they feel, and there's a label for how you feel, so people understand maybe their own thoughts and feelings better your, your granddad may have or anyone's granddad not just making this about ethan's granddad um may have struggled throughout his whole life and may still be struggling but has never had the education or the, the conversations around him to understand what he's feeling and then you almost just live with it and crack on with it and, that, and i think that's half of the struggle that i'm personally trying to help us overcome for, for men and, and people generally, because I was one of those people who just cracked on what went about my stuff without trying to understand what I was struggling with. Yeah, I get that. But I, I think my perspective, of it, and maybe I've not put it the right way is they probably didn't have the tools to deal with their issues back then. Mm-hmm. Like we do now. So how would okay. they, how would they, support me if they haven't been supported themselves so that that's where i was maybe coming from and i didn't probably word it the right way i think the people i can relate to are the people who have been in my shoes you know which is not many people but like i said it's two or three people i can talk to and i know they'll listen and they'll give us legitimate feedback you know my friend matty who i've mentioned a couple of times he's a prime example he will tell you his opinion no matter whether it offends you or not or upsets you or not yeah and Agreed. people like that are hard to find in life because there's a lot of yes people. There's a lot of people who don't want to fall out with you or don't want to be vulnerable with you themselves. Or the, like Lewis, back then, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, if I said something to you, you same probably today, but you'd have a bit more of a backbone, but you would not really challenge me on it. You'd take it as a joke, things like that. Matty's completely the other side. If you say something to Matty that he doesn't agree with, he will argue his opinion. And he will sort of express his opinion because one size doesn't fit all. And I do credit people like that. And I think they're hard to find because of the fact that they are opinionated. They're well-educated. You know, Matty's well-educated. And they can bring something to the table that can help support you. You know, and Matty, people like Matty don't have all the answers. But if they don't have it, they'll try and get it or they'll point in the right direction. So I think surround yourself with the people who maybe been through your issues or can support you is definitely important. I know I've went on a bit of a tangent there, but you know, I think being supportive and learning from other people is something that I'm trying to do now. And this is the whole point of this podcast is having this network, not only for us four here, but also, you know, the people in the group chat, um, the likes of Mark with that, but also any listeners, you know, we want to create a wider network, you know, and be available for, for anyone who needs to talk and be in this situation. So yeah, I've, I've gone a, a long way around the houses there, so I do apologise. Um, and I'm it was it back. was long. Just a quick yeah, one from I'm, you, yeah. I'm, I'm, just, just a quick, a quick one, one from you. Yeah. Just a quick one yeah. from me. No, I, I, I do have a question. So both of you there yeah. said um, that you are struggling to maybe speak up because you don't want to be a burden to other people, right? 
So that's two things that you, you both said there. So Dean said it and you said, yeah, you agree, then you feel the same because people have their own life, their own shit, that sort of stuff. So how are you going to, how do you deal with your own stuff then? If you don't share with anyone or you rarely share with people, how are you managing your own shit? How are you dealing with it? Um, I'll start this one off, Dean. I think, you know, I, I do open up to my mom quite a bit, but to a limit, you know, I don't open mm-hmm. up to everyone all the time. There's some avenues I go down. If I can't go down those avenues, you, you, I'm not going to lie, I bottle it up. You know, I might, or I might go to the gym, throw some weights around, you know, everyone knows I hate cardio. But, uh, you know, I might go through so, throw some iron around it. I think you get the the brain pumping as well as sort of the body pumping in the gym and it takes a mind off it. But I'm not going to lie as well, I eat. You know, I eat my feelings quite a lot of the time. You know, when, and it, it, this is going to sound so bad, but there was once a point where I was seeing someone and I was so emotionally unavailable, emotionally unstable that I would rather sit at home and eat than go out on a date with them. And that, 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 that I appreciate you laughing, Vines, because it's a mental health podcast. So thanks. I didn't laugh at you. But, uh, I didn't laugh at you. It's me and Dean in the chat. <laughs> that was just, but, that was uh, absolutely crazy. Sorry, Ethan. But, um, but, you know, I think uh, I think that's the thing, like, eating is a big thing for me, you know. And I've got a problem with food, and I think that's where it stems from, you know, potentially bottling things up. You know, food gives you a certain happiness. Obviously, it's proved, scientifically proved that you, you eat, you can get happy. And, you know, I've, I've replaced probably relationships with food, and I think that's something for me. And it, it's a big struggle because food controls a lot of my life, you know, and it's, it's quite a common thing. So... I think that that would be me in a nutshell. I don't know what about you, Dean. I am I'm the same, mate. Especially with the with the food thing, like because you feel happy as out, don't you? Like, uh, but no. In the past, what I do is I just like I say, bottle it up, and I just let it get go up and up and up and up till it gets to a point where it becomes a problem. Um, so to be honest, probably this podcast is is probably my way of venting out a little bit you know we'll have we've had a few episodes and then obviously when me and Lou go for runs we'll have a bit of a chat about what's bugging me and stuff like that and you know that that's probably you know I said I don't really but when we go for runs Lou or when I go for runs with other people as well some somewhere where I like sort of you open it up without realizing you're opening up sort of thing you know and yeah you, you doing something like that I don't feel like a burden on people um I feel like because obviously you've got your time to talk and my time to talk and we're just we're just counting down the minutes till it's over and yeah. that you know and you before you know it it's been an hour and you're on a run you know so I think that's yeah. something that that that's that does help you know the, the the fitness side of things and stuff you know I think having an outlet is a really important thing for not only a male but anyone in general having an outlet someone you can talk to whether that's whether that's a friend who you want to run with whether that's a man for me, whether that's a professional who's, you know, works to do it because they have the tools to help you where other people may lack. And, you know, so I think it's so important to, to actually open up and talk. You've actually mm-hmm. given me, uh, I want to give a shout out to Dan Ray, who's a lad who was involved in the podcast, not ongoing, he's a football lad. Dan and Lou get the brunt a lot of my football huffs or... <laughs> If I've got any problems, and in there football, are so many of them, like honestly, yeah, so many. It's like there's like three a week. 
at least, and I fell out with I fell out with all these at least three times since I've started this yeah. live podcast. Never mind yeah. doing football. <laughs> but um, you know, d- d- when you're saying there, Dean, that you vent to Lou, Lou vents to you maybe when he's on this run, even if it's just little niggly things, it's not a big thing. Dan, Dan is someone I'll go to if something happens in football. You know, I'll go straight to Dan. And I'll be like, "This is not right. This I don't like. This this is not right. It's not fair. It's not acceptable." And toys go out the pram. And really, I shouldn't do that. Really, it's not fair on Dan because Dan, as much as he's nice, he's a lovely lad. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. You know what I mean? He yeah, and he, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He doesn't because no, no, he, he doesn't. comes to us and tells us. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're not wrong. You know, and and mind you, you get the brunt. You know, if I give you a lift home after football, or you give me a yeah. lift after football, or something like that, it's a case of um, I, I, you'll have a little thing at me, and then I'll I'll just unload on you. Well, I should have been playing. I should get this, that, do that. But I think you feel better after it because all you really want is someone to say yes, you're right, or agree with. I love that so that, early. that is right, by the way. Yeah. You just as want soon as I agree. say yes, I just hope he's going to stop. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I get in the car, just go yes. <laughs> that really it. But I think if all all we really want is for someone to appreciate what we're saying and take on board what we're saying and agree with it. You know, we, we want someone to understand that maybe we're not perfect, that maybe we're not, we haven't got all the answers yet, but we're trying to figure out along the way. So I think that's really important. And I think that's really good what you and you, Dean, and you, Vines, do going on your little runs and having chats, you know. And, and again, I think jealous. it's good to get out. Sounded a bit uh, jealous. Uh, no, I, mean, I can't run at the moment, unfortunately. The only thing I run to is the fridge, but uh, that's yeah, it, yeah, that's at the moment. So generally speaking, I know we touched on it a little bit when we started and I said, how are you? Are you all all right? Like, how has your week been? How are you both genuinely? Like if, if, if it's an out of 10, I hate things like this, but I'm going to do it anyway. If it's an out of 10, where are you at? I'm probably poor. The way I was feeling before I did this podcast, probably like a four outside yeah. life. Outside life yeah. ten, work life minus four, so averages okay. out to like a four, I guess. Um, but that's just quick maths. Just, yeah. Um, just quickly, sorry, just someone's jumped in with one of the comments on Facebook. Um, a lad I know called Chris Colthard, um, and yeah. he said that I think personally taking the piss in a team environment helps. Uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, I played football with Dean, and although everyone would take the piss out of each other in a serious situation, if someone needed an arm round them or a shoulder, you knew they were probably had a team of lads behind you on your side. Unless you didn't pass them, haha. Which, which is right. We we know that firsthand with with the King's Arms. I think you know we're not unique sports environments and stuff. You know, it's a lot of lot of banter. Um, yeah. Can, can attest to that. Probably probably gives it more than anybody. Um, but yeah, you, he is a giver, hit, not a takeo. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's hit the nail on the head. You know, I think coming back to what I was saying before, where like I was saying, I don't like to unload on people because I feel like I'm a burden. But, you know, deep down, I know when things get to a point where, like, I'm really struggling, I know that I'll have people there. And I know that, that there's a handful of people in the in the football team that you, you could unload on. Um, so it's probably been... Oh, a, we mean a, verbally a here, don't we? Because we're, we're yeah. crossing to a different type of podcast here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know it's definitely, definitely that team environment, I think, helps as well. So for football's changed my life, getting back into football, like... I was yeah. 17 and a half, 18 stone. 
coming out of lockdown, had nothing. Um, and then I was thinking to myself, like, what, what do I want? And then all I said was, I want to play football day, but I'm too fat. And then I seen, and then Facebook listens to you. Are you fat and do you want to play football? Come and play here. So, you know, br- yeah. brilliant. But yeah, I think it, it is a, Chris, you've hit the nail on the head there, mate. It is a, it's a good outlet having a, having a team environment. Yeah. Let, let's give Chris another shout out. Chris Coulthard, really appreciate the comment, mate. Um, some great advice as well. Feel sorry for you though that you did play play football for Dean uh, with Dean. It is it is a struggle, I can tell you. So well done for getting through that, Chris. You must be full of real resilience and strength, mate. So I was actually alright back then. Exactly. Dino Flex. That's it. Dino Flex. Dino Flex. Yeah. That's it. Uh, okay, Ethan, how are you? I, I played with Boiler as well, Christian. Sorry. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks, Dean. All right. Appreciate that. I was answering the question yeah. there. And oh, oh, name drop. Boiler. Oh, boiler. Oh, oh. boiler. Um, yeah, great question uh, and great feedback uh, from Chris there. Um, no, from from me, you know, I am taking it day by day. I am really struggling at the moment with my weight. Um, not as much. Tra- I am struggling training because of my back and I do have to, every day it's almost like I'm, Humpty Dumpty, I've got to put myself back together again, you know. Um, so it is really tough. I'm trying to do what I can to, to fix myself, but um, you know, how are you finding overall, recovery? Like, you, you never actually talk about your recovery, you say you're in recovery, but how is recovery going? Uh, it, it's hard, it is hard. There was a period, you know, where I thought I might not walk properly again. Um, you know, the the sur- like the surgeons were very much because of my weight and because of the operation I needed, they were like, You might not walk again, you know, there was any any amount of, of issues that could happen, but you know, the physio I've had and the, the private physios and things have been fantastic. Um it's a long process. I'm in agony all the time, which isn't good. Um, but I've got to try and make something out of my life with it. I can't just feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Um my eating is out of control. Being honest, my eating is just through the roof. I can't stop eating, um, which is it is funny in a way because obviously that's all I thought about. But I am concerned about it because I just can't fucking stop. And what does that problem. What does that mean? You can't stop. Like, do do you feel like you're fully addicted when you're not eating? You think about eating. What, what is that? So it's it, it's weird. So I like intermittent fasting. I do like um, I try and. I'll go a certain amount of time without eating because I think I feel a lot better if I sort of the feast and famine scenario if you've ever seen um sometimes it's mentioned on Joe Rogan or um you know Andrew Huberman, things like that. But that works for me. But the problem I get in is I get in such a state that I can't help myself. And I almost have these meal blackouts where I'll get home and I'll say, Right, I'm gonna have chicken and rice or chicken and veg or something healthy or I'll meal prep. And you know, I'll get home, and I'll next thing I'll know, I'll blink and I've had five hundred grams of pasta, two garlic baguettes, you know, chicken. You know, I've 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 ate four five thousand calories, um, in a meal, and I've ruined the whole day's worth of training, the whole day's worth of physio things like that, and I just can't get over the mindset of it. I can't get out the rut. You know, I prep meals or I buy meal prep, and I'll eat it, and then I'll just get home and I eat more and. I can't get out of the cycle, and I, no matter what I do, mentally, physically, no matter how hard I train, and it, it it is getting us down. I mean, 
I, I start weight management therapy on the 31st July, which is like something through the NHS, which potentially leads on to maybe a gastric band or gastric bypass. But it's like therapy that you go through to start for a year. So I'm starting that. So that side of things is bad, but there are plus sides. I'm not all negative, you know. A big win for me is I come on, on Sunday, I played football for the first time properly for 45 minutes. I'd played really well, yep. proved out as wrong. I proved to myself something as well that I still sort of could play in the Northern League. Um, it was, <laughs> um, but, and, you know, I've, I've met someone who's an amazing girl who, you know, really takes me for me. I've not really been vulnerable fully with her yet, but, you know, she she's been a really nice person, really good influence. I was quite open and honest that I'm struggling with my eating, my back, you know, financially struggling. And she was just an amazing person as well. Um, Ethan, you've got, yeah. a, you've got a compliment from an opposition player here saying pull yeah. up some good saves there. You'll take that. I appreciate that call. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I I think for every negative, there's a positive. And you've got to look at the positives. You can't focus on the negatives because I do sound like a dour old bastard at 30. But, uh, you know, there are some great positives. You know, I have my mum. My mum's my little mum. You know, she's she's re- officially retired. I'm proud as punch of her. She's got a dog, Bertie, the black lab. You know, he's my little world. You know, me nana, me granddad, auntie, uncle, you know, me no cousins. Everyone is just, I've got such an amazing family. I could whinge all about them all day. Um, and I'm lucky to have them. So every every downside has a plus, but it is, yeah. I can't lie, boys, it's, it's, it's tough. And it's getting harder every day. So we'll just. Is there we'll anything we about. can do? Um, nah, we are doing something. No, not at the moment. We, we are, yeah, talking about it's good. Like, talking about it's good and, and opening up and. But but I'm, like, I'm to... trying to get you I'm trying to get you out training with us on a morning. Yeah, yeah. E- even even come to the field. And I know you said you want to do like you want to do more cardio based than football stuff. Even if we just get to boot a ball at you, like because <laughs> you're in goal. Or even just boot it to your hands and you work on your, your hand or anything. But Ethan, we do actually yeah. have a question for you from Chris. It's come in. Oh, so yeah. he said, Do you find you reward yourself with food like if you do a good solid workout, you think, well, actually, this packet of biscuits isn't as bad. I do that all of the time. I'm so bad for it. Mm. Then beat yourself up about the whole thing and start the cycle again the next day. Uh, yeah, Chris, great question, mate. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it's, you know, delayed gratification. Is is that the word? Um, like, I'll spend all day. I'll go to the gym early in the morning. It's quite common. I'll go like 5 a.m. with Ryan or Rob. Um, and we'll train hard and then you know throughout the day you've got that intermittent fasting window you might have a little couple of meals then of a night time it is that sort of mindset that I'm in and that rut I'm in where I've trained so hard in the morning oh I can have a biscuit or I can have you know a packet of crisps or something like that but a packet of a biscuit turns into a packet a packet of crisps is a family sized bag of crisps it's not like a little yeah, kiddie size bag crisps that I call them, and for calories add up quick. And if you start having so much at a time, it's it just completely throws out the window. And it is a it is definitely a reward, and that's how I see it. But the problem I also have is with the days when I don't train, I still want that reward. I still want that treat. I still want, yeah. you know, my carrot at the end of the day. 
not literally, otherwise I wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> but you know, I, <laughs> but no, yeah, great question, Chris. And I don't know, Dino, Lou, I, I, I don't know if it's something. I just like. want to jump in and ask you, Ethan. So obviously, you're saying like some days you can do it, and then you know you're four or five thousand calories deep. Do you have like a, a calorie target or something, or a range that you try and stick to? And because I find for me that's something that. I do it, and once I'm at that, I think, oh, I can't go anymore. Like, I want to have more food, but I've hit my limit now. So do you have anything out? you just sort of playing it by eye, or...? Yeah, I mean, um, my, I keep saying friends, but Matty, you know, he worked, he's worked with me for years to try to do plans, diet plans, gym plans, you know, same with Ryan, same with Rob, you know, uh, Slater, you know, people like that, who will try and put time with you, they teach you about your macros, um, you know, and and doing stuff like that, I do take it all on board, and then all of a sudden it'll be a case of I've got this information, I've got the tools to succeed, but I don't do it, and I get mm. to the point where I throw it in people's faces, and that's mm, not yeah. intention. I'm not doing it to go, haha, fuck spite you, them. yeah, yeah, or spite you, but in mentally in my head, I can't get over it, I can't get past it, I can't. Yeah. I'll I'll die during the day, nighttime I'll fall off the wagon. And yeah, 100%. people at work people at work make a joke saying when the, the track train comes off the track, you know, it, it fucking hell, everyone watch out when I'm a going about, you know what I mean? So it, it is hard and it, it it yeah, definitely, mate, definitely. For sure. To be fair, so shout out to Danny. Appreciate you, mate. Hope you're well. I haven't seen you a long time, but hope you're good. Um Danny's saying, and I, I absolutely think Danny's right here. We've both known you for a very long time, Ethan. No questions. But to add what Ethan is saying about food and training, etc., he's more focused when he's got someone to drive him. Personally, I feel he eats more shite when he's bored more than him craving it. Need to keep the big lad busy. It is absolutely, absolutely right. Um, Ethan, when I think of this and what you're saying, it straight away makes me think of our interview, our first ever guest, Tim Harkness, who is head of sports science and psychology at Chelsea Football Club. And he talked about, because you asked him the question around diet and how you can um, keep on top of it and things. And he said, no one can. Like, our willpower will give in. So much willpower, yeah. Yeah, it's so much willpower. So what you have to do is not buy the shit food. You have to put things in your life to stop you being able to have that easy access to the food because me being on it we are different sizes right but i have the exact same eating habits as you exact same and i think all i do better is i try and limit as many opportunities as possible for me to give into those cravings because i will diet all day i do fasting and then it comes to a night time if i've trained trained in the day and i've eaten healthy during the day on the night time, I'm straight in that biscuit tin, eating the full packet of biscuits, if they're there. But what I do a lot of the time is make sure that the full packet of biscuits aren't there, if I can, and then I can't eat them. And it's little things like, if you're really hungry, try and drink a pint of water. It's little things just to try and take the edge off that that little niggling urge to go and ruin your full day. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, you know, big shout to Danny. I appreciate that comment. You know, he's got a heart of gold, Danny. One of the nicest lads I've met, so I appreciate that. Um, I mean, for me, Lou, I've, I've tried every trick in the trade. I've done that. You know, don't get shy food in, but, you know, one stops up the road and 
The fact just is, I'm such a, uh, yeah, just the, the fact is, it's embarrassing to say I'm that much of a fat bastard. I wouldn't even walk to one stop, and it's Danny would tell you two minutes up the road there. I'll get my car, drive there, and pick up everything under the sun, like bickies, uh, chocky bars, things like that. So, I've, I, you know, there are tools that work for people, and the fact, and the hard part for me is because I'm so disciplined in the gym. I train hard. I push hard. I push boundaries. You know, I was even after hospital. You know, after my operation, I was out on my crutches when it was icy, trying to get out there and walk because they were saying the sooner you can walk, the sooner your your muscles can keep going. The sooner, obviously, the nerves you can try to get the feeling back in your nerves and your leg. You know, and yeah. and people would stop and ask if I was okay when I was out walking on crutches and. The, the fact that my mindset on training and things, football, for instance, football, I would never give in. I would never stop. The bleep test, you know, we've done bleep tests where I might fail to keep up with it, but I'll not stop running even at my own pace until the last person's done. Yeah. Things like that. And I'm so disciplined on that type, but I just can't stop eating. And I don't know why. And I, I can't I can't do it. And if, if I could, I would, because I need to, it's getting to the point now where I'm struggling to breathe when I'm walking certain distances, you know, I'm eating, you know, like I say with that girl, she was over yesterday and I was eating, having a meal and I was out of breath eating next to her. She made a fun joke, which got us quite upset. She said, we're watching 90 Day Fiance, which is my guilty pleasure. And she was saying um, that she thought I was asleep because I was snoring. But I wasn't. I was just sitting. Sat, I was just sitting there. I was just sitting next to. I'm watching Night Day Beyonce. So you know, it, it, it and if that girl accepts me, waters and all like that. She did. She wasn't put off or anything like that. But that is embarrassing for me. You know, I hate people thinking I'm fat. You know, I, I hate people looking and saying, looking and thinking, "Fuck me, he's huge." Things like that. But then I don't help myself because I just eat. And it's not yeah. even nice foods all the time. It's just shite, whatever I can get my hands on. And I don't know, it's 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 tough, it is. Um, but yeah, it is. But what about you, Lou? You know, I've, I've you, on you didn't give me a number. You. you didn't give me a number oh, out of 10. Well, if, if it was done Dean's maths, a, a, a four <laughs> and a minus eight, and a, a plus easy. a one and a minus seven, and a four again. Now I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to... Today I'm a four. Yeah. Yesterday I was a yesterday I was a nine because uh, for the football, I, for the football a because a nine or a ten. Yeah, yesterday I was a nine or a ten because of the football because Dino I proved Dino wrong. I proved other people wrong. You no got to spend time with me. I got trying to spend time with Vines. He ate a full pack of yeah. biscuits in the car, which I he did. didn't tell Harry about. Um, and you know I got home and I got a chance <laughs> to spend dick. time. <laughs> is that why he's went to Morrison's when he was leaving? No, no. Hang yeah, on, let, yeah, let's, let's, hang on, yeah. Ethan. Ethan, yeah, no, no. Ethan, Ethan. Let's talk about who got what at Morrison's. Ethan, right? This girl doesn't exist. Who was around last night? Who he was talking about? He got a trolley for. for he spent forty quid, right? So That's nothing these days. No, no, no. Literally, he went. Ah, oh, I'm going to go to Morrison's. We're going to get some healthy food and save a bit of money. Right, so he went to Morrison's and spent forty quid on junk food, <laughs> like so much, like chocolate sweets, dips, crisps. I bet you the trolley was full. Though. No, it was a basket. Right, the basket right. was like overflowing <laughs> with with shit. Right, and we're walking around, and I went, "Why aren't you doing this to save a bit of money and eat healthy?" It was like, well, <laughs> oh, it was funny, wasn't it? 
It was good fun. It was good fun. It was, and we all had that food yesterday, and it was it was good laugh. It was, and it was a great day yesterday. It was a great day. No, but it was. Uh, it was. So, so you're, what, you're a four. I'm a four right now. Um, I'm not my lowest, but I'm not my highest, and it's probably still riding away from yesterday. Um, plus, yeah. I got a bit of action last night as well, so that's how I'm a ten. Okay, hang on. What about before you, Lou? No, before we move on, we've got two things. So oh, well, we, we will get to me. So Slate has asked this question: Does Ethan have anyone who properly holds him accountable with his eating habits? Yes, I'll give who? a short answer to this because I'm thinking. So my mate Matthew. This short answer, guys. Let's just time it because it's forty-three now. Right, let's go. My friend Matthew, he's massive advocate on uh, diet plan, sticking to it. Write write a diet plan, show me it, Matt Rose, everything like that. I did it for a while. I fell off the wagon. My mate Rob at work, um, he'll watch he'll watch me like a hawk at work if I go get anything from the canteen or anything. He's like, what's that? Put it away. You know you'll feel bad. You know, and also my pal Ryan again, the the three amigos there. Ryan's a vegan. Um, you know, he he tried. He well, didn't not hold try that against them. Go, well, yeah, not hold that hold against them. them. There's no need to um, bring that up. Yeah, true. Um, you know, he's helped me with diets, different foods. They all send me different recipes, things like that. And we share common ground. We train together. We, and not only do we train together, but we try and have a similar outlook on life and training. And so I've got people there who are accountable. But again, I, it, it's so you can bad. You only do it when you're there. Yeah. I what what I'll say, face. though. I put it back in the so, face. So I obviously know all three of them, three great lads. All three of them, I don't know what Matty's shape is currently, but he gets himself in ridiculous shape, like really good. Ryan's obviously a, a freak athlete. Rob is seems to run half marathons and marathons for fun. So you're comparing, I think maybe the challenges where they're at from a performance perspective and the diet. So when they're looking at macros, for example, I don't think you're there. And I think maybe you're overcomplicating a simple process of, eat less, move more. And I, and I know that and I'm not saying that to sound patronizing, but in the sense of, are you maybe trying to overthink what it is and putting yourself under so much pressure to do things the perfect way instead of, you used to say this to me all the time, Ethan, so I'll, I'll use it, uh, the analogy back to you. It's just all about the, the simple wins, the easy wins. It's not about doing the hard thing. It's doing 10 simple things versus one big thing so if, if your simple thing is to stick within your calories for example versus trying to understand your your macros and make sure you get the the right grams of protein per body fat or body weight whatever it is and making sure that you drink the right level of water down to the milliliter because of your height and weight and age or, or whatever like instead of maybe going to that degree do you really have to simplify it and make it something that's achievable Every day without much thought. Yeah, I mean that that's something I've tried again. You know, okay. with 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 Matty, like we we decided to go for these meals. I would work out what macros I needed, but would have the same meals necessarily. Um, so I'm not just not too much chopping and changes. Stick to the same foods. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't overcomplicate. Proteins, fats, carbs. Um, the rule of thumb is one pound of. Uh, protein for every sorry was one gram one, one gram of protein, gram of protein for every pound of fat or pound, yeah. pound of weight sorry um 
So you know, it, it, it's I've tried it. I just it, it's a barrier I need to overcome. Um, you know, I mean, you name it, I've tried it and failed it impressively. Um, with two gold baguettes in my mouth. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah. It's, but no, it's I appreciate that. De- I thank you. It's, it's, de- it's definitely a topic that we will continue to come back to, and I think we've had some incredible guests on who are experts with elite athletes on this. And I think the more we can educate ourselves and, and our listeners, hopefully it's something that over time we will keep trying to work towards to, to improve. This probably does touch upon nicely before we jump onto how I am and things. Um, so Job equally really struggles with his weight. Um, he's a, a larger guy, but through Job's career and life, he used to compete in MMA to now he very similar to what you just described, uh, Ethan, around being out of breath in doing normal everyday life things. Um, and what we've decided to do as a podcast is we are doing an every man weight loss challenge. So any listeners that want to join on, on the challenge as well, we will provide more details. It's it's a fun one. Um, it's just a community weight loss. It's like... A, having a, a support peer-to-peer network of normal blokes. We're not PTs, even though we do have Slater, whose comments was up just before, who is a, a personal trainer who who can maybe provide some workouts and diet information. We'll clip up some of the the top tips we've had um, from some of our guests who are, like I say, some of them work at elite Premier League football clubs who have been on our guests. And if you haven't listened to those episodes, go and check them out because they are hugely educational and, and inspirational for you to maybe make some changes in your life. But yeah, if you want to get involved, message the page and we'll um, we'll add you to whatever, however we comes that. Joe, that's one for you. I know you're listening. So that <laughs> is one for you, mate. Um, so to pick up on how I am, how am I? I don't know. I think it's really hard to judge when it's a podcast night because I feel like my mood goes... Mm-hmm. up up and up so i think dean you you sort of mentioned that earlier didn't you so as i yeah. sit here now i'm probably an, an eight or nine like i feel really happy really good great chance to even listen to you guys and, and hear how you're getting on i think like I, I love that um i get this time with you every single week to to listen and talk um generally in my life work can be pretty tough at times i i've got a pretty busy job at the moment so um that can be quite tough. Family life, work-life balance, that, that's, they're the things that, and doing the podcast and trying to get fit and trying to play football and be a good dad and like try and learn and, and try and eat healthy. Like there's so much, and I put them all on my plate. That's the problem. I, I try and balance too much and I'm not very good at it. So I would say at the moment, I'm probably a six, I would say. Yesterday, I felt really good. Like you guys, we played football. We had a good bit of bro time. Um, which was really good. Yeah, so I was, I was probably a six at the moment. With a sigh. Do you, what do you think could get you that up? What do you think is the barriers in in your day to day life? I know you're saying work life balance, you wait, but how can you over overcome those? Do you think? And what can get you from a six, maybe to a seven or eight or a nine? If you don't mind me? asking Lou. Yes, Lou. And Dino. We'll come back to Dino as well. Same question. We'll start with you, Lou. Um, first, I'm just going to call out a guest who's a comment because I feel again. like let's address them. Chris again. 
um, and I will answer it. So, Chris, I'm currently trying to train for the Great North Run. The only fitness I've ever done was football three times a week. I stopped years ago and piled the weight on. Absolutely know what that feels like. Close to what you said about the guys surrounding Ethan, I think it is. I tried to do what I used to be able to do, get straight into fitness, go all in, then sick of myself with how I can't compete with myself from years back. Yeah, I absolutely know that feeling. Uh, ending up injuring myself, stopped the whinge about it to myself. First time I've seen this pop up and had a listen. Nice one. I presume that says lads. Yeah, I think a lot of men are in and around how Chris feels, to be honest, where when you're younger, you compare. And I think that's something to Chris's point. Um, that's probably why I am a six. I, I'm going through a huge amount of sort of self-discovery at the moment of not trying to be who I think I am or I was or whatever, how, however that sounds. And actually just trying to be the best version of who I am today. I, I can't compare to myself to when I was 18 and I was really fit and had abs and like I, I could do what I want because I didn't have the responsibility of being a parent or I, I can't compare myself to that person because that person was 12 years ago. Regrettably, I'm 30. Um, so as I am today, the way I think I go from a six to a seven to an eight consistently and not just in fleeting moments of, I've had a good time doing something is probably finding a way to be happier with myself without it sounding too deep and emotional, but yeah, finding a way of being happier with who I am and where I am in my life. And I have lots of days where I am really happy, but then I have lots of days where I'm not. And I don't know, probably just coming to terms with what I want out of life to then find that nice medium, but but I don't think happiness every day is achievable. I, I, I well, mm. I've never experienced happy every day. I think it's being content the majority of the time and having as many happy moments as you can. And if you have a negative moment, try not to live in that too long. Yeah, is what where where I'm sort of at. Just to jump in there, Lou, when you're saying you know I have happy days and then sad days. Dear. Do like for that, is it full days or is it more? You have moments of happiness in the day. You know hours at a time when you're with Oliver, when you're playing football and then you have different times. Does it sort of vary like that across the day or is it purely you have a good day, have a bad day? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we will quickly go to another guest, uh, another uh, comment. So Alan has said, shout out, Alan. Nice to see, see you commenting, mate. Hope you're all right. Congratulations on engagement. And I'm, I'm sure the wedding is quite soon, I've seen. So um, congratulations. Since starting the podcast, do you feel better in yourselves for talking about your day-to-day life? Um, yeah, I do. I think talking about it publicly is one pretty scary. And Alan, you know half the shit that's happened in my life, as much as Ethan, to be fair. Um, you've been there for and close to me through a lot of it. So I do appreciate that, mate. Um, but yeah, speaking up is... Is the first time, first sort of thing of actually accepting um, some of the shit things that have happened in your life, or how you actually feel? And and Dean touched on it before, where if you don't, if you don't talk about it, you kind of just ignore it and keep putting it to the back of your mind. And I think talking about it is the first step to actually dealing with with things. So so yeah, by talking about things, I've probably dealt with a bit more things than I, I normally would have. If that answers your question. I think um, you've got no choice, though. Just touching yeah. on on Alan's question, um, yeah. Good shout! I shout Alan, great guy. His wedding is actually not too far away, 
Um, I'm not inviting the daytime, which I'm bitter about, but uh, we'll not mention that. Um, I've got me kilt on Aura because he's Scottish, in case you couldn't guess from the name. Um, really, with the podcast, you've got no choice but to talk. I think we're old enough and wise, and, well, not really that wise, but we are old enough and brave enough to call each other out and ask the questions. So I think yeah. not only is it something where we are on a podcast where we would like to talk, I think we have to talk. You know, yeah. like we made fun of Dean not speaking for 45 minutes before, but then Dean comes in with opinions and his own personality takes over as he comes into it and grows into the podcast more, which is a theme. So the, the ability to actually be able to talk is not natural to everyone, but coming out of your shell slowly, I think the more I give, the more vines he gives, the more Job gives, brings Dean out of his shell and he can start to give his own. And... Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's something we want to echo off for everyone listening and anyone who listens to the podcast weekly. You know, it, it's something where don't be afraid to let others in, even if that's step by step. It doesn't have to be in a similar way to training, as the comment before. You don't have to go out and run 13 miles because you've got a half marathon coming up or 26 miles if you've got a marathon. Just taking a mile at a time. Just taking a step at yeah. a time. Just taking a word at a time if you need to talk. That, that would be my advice. Yeah, I, I would also say I'm only in the position I am of being comfortable of talking because I'd done things before talking on the podcast. So like, I, I went to a therapist. I'm not scared to talk about that sort of stuff. Like, I was in a really dark place at times. Like I've talked about in other episodes, I've felt suicidal, Metro coming, thought about stepping on. Uh, all of those things have been in my life. Um, and I've had some really bad lows. So because I've spoke about those things probably now multiple times, I'm in a position where I'm comfortable. I don't feel like I'm massively stretching myself by talking about that. I'm now in a place where I want to talk about that stuff because I don't want anyone to feel how I felt. Um, so, so yeah, Dean, going back to your question, can you repeat it? <laughs> I was just asking because you said I have good days and I have bad days. And what I was trying to say to you was, you know, I sometimes yeah. feel like that, but there's moments of the day that are actually that are actually good. Um, yeah. You know, so I was just asking you mainly was, is it that you have full days, like when you're low, you're low, and when you're high, you're high, or do you find that it's sort of, you know, you have peaks and troughs throughout the day? I think, I think both, to be honest. I have, so if I have a low day and I don't address it, so that's going out for a walk reaching out to one of you guys, playing football, speaking to my missus, spending time with my son. If I don't do something to pull my mood up, I can crash and crash and crash. Like, I can keep going down. Uh, and, and it's not nice, actually. So, And it doesn't happen. To be honest, it hasn't happened for a long time. And that's mainly because I know how to cope with what my moods do. So I know if I'm getting towards a lower mood, there's things I have to do. Um, so I have to be proactive with it. And we've talked, we've talked about it before when people are in a low mood, it's so easy to get sucked down and down and down because you get in that depressed state. Like you start eating shit, you sit in the house, you sit on the sofa, you don't see your friends, you might drink some alcohol because you know what, it numbs the pain. It makes you forget things or whatever. Um, so I try and avoid that. So I, I generally don't drink. Like I'll have the odd drink every now and then, but I, I don't go out every weekend anymore. 
I'm lucky if it's once a month, if that. I can go months now without it comfortably. Um, I try not to eat shit unless it's a weekend, generally. Um, I try and exercise. Like Us not going on morning runs recently, Dean, mm. has had a negative on me. Because that set my day up. Exactly. No matter what happens in my day, if we've went and run 15K, I tell you what, there's not much worse going to happen than me having to run 15K. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's 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 setting those standards in, in my life of doing the things that I know keep me on the right track. Um, yeah, I hope that kind of answers a little bit. Joby, you've joined back. Did you join uh-huh. back for a reason? Uh-huh. Is there something you wanted to say? Yeah, sorry, yeah. Did, yeah. Did, are you in the bath? Well, so, I'm not in the bath personally, but my son is in the bath. I just want to actually right. kind of keep the camera off. This is oh, this this is this is not one of those. But if you hear him yeah. in the background, it's not my fault because he's quite vocal. Um, but yeah, no, it was actually funny enough, perfect timing. So I actually was kind of wanting to talk about what Dino was just saying about the sort of having a bad day as opposed to having like parts of the day that's bad. I find a lot of the time it's hard to like distinguish distinguish the difference between a bad day and a bad moment of a day. And what I mean by that is sometimes I can have a really, really, really class day. One thing happens that makes us feel shitty. And I remember the shitty moment and not mm. the 50 good things that happened in that day. And I think that's a hard thing to actually do mindset-wise is getting the mindset of, yeah, something shitty is happening or maybe I'm going through this or I'm a bit in my feels at the moment. But equally, this happened. That was excellent. This was great. This was, do you know what I mean? And I don't know if you lads have got any tips of what you do anyways from, from your perspectives. Because if you, if you figure out like a way around that, you know what I mean? I think um, that's a really good point. It, it's something that I've learned listening to a lot of like podcasts and stuff like that is, um, you know, these people that are really big podcasters, and when they talk about it, they talk about, like, you know, these, it's a little bit different, but they'll get, it'll be like us when we grow, you know, we'll have lots of comments that say, you know, everything's going really well, I'm so happy with you, but there'll be one negative comment from someone, and I think us as a, us as humans, we're, we're designed to see the, the negative thing and hold on to that negative thing, so something that I've I fell out of it now, but something that I was doing was journaling at the start of the year. Um, and journaling was something that was helping us get a little bit of perspective on how the day was. So that if I did have them bad moments, when I was sort of reflecting on the day, it sort of gave us some perspective as to how that whole day was overall. And then, you know, I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, that, that pissed us off. But, you know, I went for a run this morning with Lou. I had a 10K, you know, that set us up for the day. I had a good day at work. I earned some good good bonus good commission and that um had a good sort of conversation with me missus and that so that was something that was helping me it's just i think the start of this year january to june i was new year new me and just since me holidays and that i've sort of slipped back in to the old way i think with me being injured and i couldn't run i couldn't exercise and that it's sort of you know but you could eat downer yeah Tell exactly you what yeah you could eat. yeah 100% so i think that's something that does help that did was helping me and I think that the yeah. um you know journaling is something that it's not for everyone it's really hard when you start and it is something that really me missus is probably shaking her head here because I bought I me being me and, and lose similar to me if I was going to start journaling I had to have the most expensive and best journal that you could get so I've got like this 35 quid journal just sitting shaking her let, head let let, it, let it, the bound 
yeah, yeah, it is leather bound. Yeah, yeah. Have you got the journal there? Chris is gonna have to get it. To be fair, this sums Dean up so much. If Dean's interested in something, that's it. He goes all in for it. Like all these books that I've bought from all the guests that um, tell me about it. Have you you read any of them? Up there on the book. Um, uh, Yeah. Have you read Start With Why yet by Simon Sinek? I have not. I have it though. Well, you need to read your wife on the sofa. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't know how she puts up for you, you know. <laughs> next to the, next like a, to the pool table. There's tiny. Hang on, pit, there's that, a tiny everyone, t- everyone watching this. That, that's Dean's living room. He's got a he's got a pool table in his living room. His missus is sat there while he's on the, the computer recording a podcast. Like he has life made. None of us yeah. men, genuinely, and I hope every man here listening, please just put a thumbs up or something if your miss if your if you would be in shit for your missus allowing you to put a bloody pool table in your living room. Why do you think I'm bathing the child with iPhone headphones on instead of sat by my computer now? Yeah, Job, you could stay on mute. yourself, like. Uh, <laughs> like. Me offence. I love your power. Um, yeah, terrible. Um, okay. Is there I'll, any other questions you, before we wrap just, up? Just sorry, just sorry, Luke, when you asked oh, him, I read Start With Why yet. So, yeah. me being me, uh, when I went on holiday, I packed my running shoes and then yeah. I packed two books, and yeah. I didn't read a page of a book, and I didn't run a, I didn't run a, a meter. So yeah, I, I'm, we've got loads of ideas, and you know they all seem good at the time. And then I'm, I'm on again. I just I can easily just slip back and fall into old into old habits. So it's something that I need to work on all the time. Like I need to have a, I need to have a goal. Um, yeah, I'm the same. So yeah, hundred percent, man. But we know that like we go on runs and we're like, Shh. but hang on. That's one point I definitely want to make before we finish. So we have spoken to elite athletes. We've spoken to uh, psychologists. We spoke to counselors. We spoke to what other type of people? Uh, life coach type people. We've spoken to ex directors of global businesses. Any other types of people really stand out to you guys? People who, who run charities. So we've spoken to literally a huge array of people. And sorry if I forgot the type of job, if you are listening. Um, And what I found is no matter your background, no matter your status in life, your earnings, your career, your environment, all of us men generally struggle with the same shit. Yeah. And I've learned that from listening to people who, look after Premier League footballers to people who coach uh, and support people who are struggling with alcohol addiction. We are all battling the same shit in our head. And a lot of it's in our head. And a lot of it is the fact that we don't know how to deal with the shit in our head. We don't know how to communicate properly. We don't know how to go and get the help that we need to. And we don't have the support network around us to actually make the positive changes in our life. And if I can say anything to anyone listening, we're trying to help you hear some of the, the things that you can do by bringing some of our expert guests in. We're trying to let you realize that you're not the worst person in the world um, because that's definitely something that I felt, being honest, as a as a 30-year-old bloke and all the shit that I've 
done and has happened to me in my life, I've definitely felt like I'm the worst person in the world. And listening to some amazing guests who have definitely done worse shit than than us, um, they're not the worst person in the world either because they've turned their life around. And hopefully through this podcast, you will hear some amazing stories from some even better people that makes you think actually life ain't too bad and I just need to go and do some things to help turn my life around and live a life that actually makes me a little bit happier or as we say a little bit more content and less shit there's a question there Lou as well yeah so see Louis Carr again hope you're you're well mate haven't seen you since you were on the sidelines when I was um I think I was injured linoing a game and Ethan that was the game Dean that you oh, remember it... Ethan letting in the howlers yeah so Lou was going to come and train with us and then um I did send him I'm sure I sent him it and then we never got in touch again or whatever so Lou uh obviously welcome to come training and I hope you're well mate happy 30th the other week I'll follow up my comment I can't believe we are so old now it's horrible mate um yes Lou we definitely plan to do more live episodes I've actually really enjoyed having some yeah. comments to talk about um Maybe maybe we try and do it with some of our guests, actually. Yeah, we'll that would that. probably be pretty cool. We've got some unbelievable guests co- coming on. We're talking elite athletes who are retired world champions, or we're, we're trying to get some current Premier League footballers on in conversations with them. We've got conversations with uh, people who are, who've been head of uh, elite performance at the FA, all those sorts of things uh, coming on. Uh, counselors, psychologists. Yeah, we're, we're, we've got, I think, another 18 guests booked. Um, if we book any further forward, it takes a little bit too much managing. So try and keep it sort of about three months at a time. So yeah, plenty of opportunity to do more live ones. If people want to hear more live ones, we can do more live ones because I think it, it works better, actually. It's less editing yeah, as well, good. isn't it, Dean? Yeah, yeah less editing. Uh, it would be good to get a forum going as well, like maybe get some uh, some people who listen to actually join in and have like a massive yeah. webinar thing. Um, we big shout that. to Lou, big shout to Lou, yeah. him and his family, Great guy. some of the best, yeah, best lad I know, some of the best people, his family's mom, dad, yeah, Lou, Lou Mick brother. got a shout out earlier, yeah, Mick, if he wasn't listening, yeah, Mick yeah. got a shout out, but yeah, best family going in, appreciate the question, Lou. I hope we we'll do more live episodes. Um, I can't speak for myself. My contract renegotiations are underway for the Everyman podcast. I want 100 bags. To be, fair, to, to be fair, if any other podcast wants to take him, you can have him on a free transfer. <laughs> like he's transfer listed at the minute. So yeah. he, he can join any other podcast. That's true. That's true. And then, because you, go... you won't want to pick up his food bill, I tell you. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus, great. Thanks. I was just opened up on a mental health podcast about meat addiction and Lewis. <laughs> Just threw me under the bus. What a way! I love you though, mate. Sign off. I do love you. I mate. do. I love you, pal. I do, and I love uh, big love to anyone who's listened and sharing the questions and everything like that. The only thing for me, I'll just make sure you're looking after yourselves mentally and physically. Don't make the yep. mistakes that I make and others make in this podcast. And you know, every day is a new day. Just because I'm not doing it doesn't mean you can't. Um, something I've when obviously no see no evil here, no evil this week, but I've got a recommendation for everyone. There's an app which I downloaded a couple of weeks ago called Pliability in the App Store, and you can get a seven-day free trial. Um, it's a 
like a yoga. Feel free to sponsor um, us. Feel free to sponsor us. Feel free to sponsor us. But they are, it's an app, seven day free trial. It is a bit pricey after that. I'm not sure the exact price. I think it's about 15, 16 quid a month. But you get daily workout routines in the sense of like a yoga workout or stretching, um, working on sort of uh, your muscles and things like that. It's not necessarily a gym app. You don't go and throw weights around, you go and run, but you actually take a lot of time to also think in yourself and you get the chance to 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 think about the day ahead during that process. Um, it is a bit difficult at times and it can be a bit tough on the old legs and the back and things. But if you've got it, I would definitely give the seven-day free trial, have a bit of a play around with the app, pliability. It's done wonders for my hamstrings, back. You know, I feel a million dollars doing it uh, every morning. So, yeah, that would be my recommendation for the week. Appreciate that, Ethan. Um, we do have one last comment from Carl. Shout out to Carl. Um, played well yesterday, mate. Nice to see you as well. Um, sounds like you all like running. I don't know if I like it, but I feel it's something we have to do. Uh, have you ever thought about joining a running club on your good days? You're all surrounded by people, for example, at football at weekend and joining a running club would give you that interaction through the week as well as working on your fitness. Yeah, it's a really good shout. But being honest, mate, I hate running. Like I enjoy the morning coastal run with Dean or Dan, if if I, if I can get um, Ethan there, where it's just that piece. I'm not sure I would want to, because I would probably get in my own head a little bit of the fact I'd be really shit at it compared to people who actually compete at running. And I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I, I don't know if I would love that. Um, I know Dan, one of the lads who was, in the podcast and Rico uh, Reese Calvert, who wants to come on and share his story. I know Reese is part of one of the running clubs, isn't he? So uh, yeah, definitely one that people should be looking at doing if they want to go and join somewhere where they can feel probably a little bit of the things we're trying to talk about here, like part of something and um, people there trying to achieve things and get a bit healthier. It's just the way me and you are, Lou, though, as well. Like we would start running like ah, yeah, exactly. times a week. And then yeah, foot, would, we wouldn't be playing football. Like it's a spread. I like the idea of it. And I think probably something, maybe when I stop playing football, like it'll yeah. probably be something that, I, that I'll look at. But, I, you know, I know Carl's a, a good runner. I've got some good times. He's a great runner, yeah. I was looking yeah. at Strava yesterday. So, I brilliant. Um, but no, I just feel like I, I see them out running. I just, I would be at the back. Like right, I don't have right the time there. though. Either. The, the, the yeah. truth is, so like we end up running really early, mainly because of my time. The fact yeah. that I've got to look after uh, my son. So I don't have the, like, again, like I said before, you've got work, football, family, like friends, personal life, like the podcast. Like, it's really hard to fit then something. If anything, I need to drop something, not add yeah, something I'm, in. I'm, I'm on the same. Yeah, way. I'm kind of at that point. I think but, Carl made a great shout there, though, to be fair. I think not just us on the pod. I think if there's something that you enjoy um, doing, whether that's running, football, rugby, you know, there are avenues out there for you. So no matter, I know you guys are saying he's probably aren't the fastest. I can testify that I watched his both play football yesterday and these are not the fastest. Um, but I think anyone out there who wants pot to... Pot kettle? Pot kettle <laughs> fat, that's it, isn't it? Pot kettle fat. Um, but I think there's so many different clubs and avenues out there Get on Facebook, you know, get on Instagram, get on Google. As much as social media can be a hurtful place at times, 
it can also be a good tool to use. Find a local team, find a local club, get out there. Um, you'll not be the best at it the first time. You'll probably not be the best at it for your first year. But there's nothing stopping you from holding back and actually enjoying yourself. And if anything, it might help your mental state as well as your physical state. So uh, great, yeah. great point there, Carl. I think anyone who wants to do it, get out there and do it. Yeah. What I will also say is um, anyone who's listening, who Lou, I'll I'll pop your message up actually because it's a, a good one. Um, anyone who's listening who wants to get themselves a bit fitter and wants to be around a bit of a football environment um, and get back training, you're more than welcome to come and train with the King's Arms. So I, I started that club about three years ago uh, on the back of playing football with work. Mainly to, it was it was probably the early start of this podcast. It was to help me and my mates with a bit of football to help us with our physical and mental health. So, yeah, absolutely. If people want to come and start getting fit and playing football again and be around a group of lads, um, Danny saying to prove he's still quicker than Vines, mate. It's not hard nowadays. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'll still be better than you though, so it's all right. Um, so, yeah, you're welcome on a Wednesday. So we train on a Wednesday night. Um, I think we have a game this Wednesday. We have a game Sunday, but we'll have training back on next Wednesday. Um, we'll make sure the page shares it. Is it going to be Churchill half six, I think? Churchill six thirty. Yeah, Churchill at half six every Wednesday. But, yeah, Lou, then, drop me a message. I'll jump in there, boys, as well. So, um couple of people might have listened to the podcast but i'll just plug what i do as well so i'm part of an organization so some people might think oh i want to get back into playing football but you know i've let myself go i'm a bit bigger now i'd like to lose some weight we we me and my friends take part in an organization called man v fat um which is basically a six aside football league um which is um, based around weight loss. So you have like a combined score of the pitch score as well as your team's weight loss score. So for example, you know, last week our team won 4-0, but the other team had lost more weight and they tracked all their food and they'd done a couple of the other um, other um, trials and stuff that they have for us to do. Um, and their team actually beat us overall, so they won 8-7. So it, it's a good thing to get you back into football. That's what I started um, I've lost 25% of the weight that I was when I, when I first joined. Um, I'm back probably about 15 now, but, but I'll get back do, to do 25. You don't, so. just play, you don't just play six aside though, do you? You play 11 aside matches. You're, yeah, there's, so, like a, there's a national uh, tournament and all those sorts of things with it as well, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. So yeah, a part of the six aside is the, the entry to be able to play the 11 aside. So by all means, feel free. If, if, if you do like it, if you do like the idea of that and you know you have... You know, you are a, a bigger gentleman such as myself um, and you do want to sort of get back into playing football, by all means, drop us a message on, on the pod uh, on the pod page and I'll uh, point you in the right direction. Uh, but yeah. it, it's, a, it's a real eye-opener. And I think Lewis touched on this before. We've, we've had so many guests. We've had guests that have struggled and been on the brink of, of mental health and suicide. Um, we've had yeah. guests that, you know, deal with um, elite athletes and stuff like that. And a lot of the thing that comes it comes back to, and a lot of the advice that we've been getting from these people is physical physical exercise and activity, whether that's going to the gym or or going for runs and stuff like that. But you know that it plays such an important part to to having a, you know good and strong mental health. So definitely, mm-hmm. if you if you feel like you are struggling with your mental health, first first thing to look at is you know 
are you are you active are you up and about and and if not can you be um mm-hmm. and honestly once you start once you start it, it d- does does help push you in the right direction yeah no couldn't agree with that more dean um and great shout out to man versus fat to anyone who's interested we'll end on the last comment where alan says vines plays for draws alan i'm a midfielder now so still plays for draws Still play for draws. Still play for draws. Nil-nil, Mikey, nil-nil. Just misses less chances because I'm not in those positions. But yeah, um, to everyone who has listened tonight across LinkedIn, YouTube and Facebook, thank you very much for listening to The Everyman. If you're catching this at a later date, um, thank you very much for not watching live and catching up. You can follow us on um, Apple Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. Spotify and YouTube, YouTube, which are our sort of main platforms. Um, we've, like I said, we've got a load of guests coming up. This is technically episode twenty-one, but we are <laughs> some of the episodes from episode thirteen to twenty are still yet to drop, no. which come in over weeks. So we definitely could do that better than we have this one because it'll always show I think us incorrect. Fourteen's just gone out on the podcasts, and then I yep. think. Nine's just gone. Eight's just gone out on the um on the YouTube. YouTube. Maybe we need to speed the YouTube up then to catch. Yeah, up. it is. Oh, it's oh. going quicker. Yeah, so we'll catch. We, we, yeah. we can catch that up. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much, everyone. We really appreciate it, and hopefully, we will catch you on the next one. Yep. Good night. See you there, guys. Thanks, Judy. Cheers, Cheers, guys. Thanks for engaging. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Stay blessed.